0: to be you is that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. I
1: Didn't
0: I did you? for some good you is supportive. I'm in love with Could you. make me be true. Snap out of it! the Magnificence make me that comes out of your eyes and your voice and the way you stand there and the
1: way you walk. Lip from within, Tracy.
0: It had to be you, wonderful you, it had to be you. Hello, romantics. Welcome to A Pod To Be You, the Talk Film Society podcast that's all about falling in love on the big screen. I'm your host, Shmaneech Mather, and uh, we're coming towards the end of the Sports Romance miniseries. Um, I think we have just two episodes left, including this one, which is kind of it's exciting it's been a fun miniseries but I um, very sad to see it go however this episode is kind of a a really special one of course it's the first one of the new year and uh we're talking about a really uh classic uh sports movie I think for me one of the definitive modern sports romances um and one of the best you know movies of the genre and one of my favorites um and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about it. Uh, I'm talking about um, Gina Prince Biteswood's uh, Love and Basketball from the year 2000, starring Sonat Lathan and Omar Epps um, alongside Afi Woodard and, Deborah, uh, sorry, and Dennis Haysbert and um, got Regina Hall in a small role and Gabrielle Union and Tyra Banks. I mean, it's kind of a a a crazy stacked cast of a lot of people who would go on to become extremely famous. Um, And I'm I'm excited to introduce my uh, guest. Uh, It's been, gosh, a long time since I've had him on. But uh, welcome back, Shaq Lambert. How are you?
1: I'm good, man. It's been a while. Like you said, it's been a long time since, like, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And that was like years ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shaq is a a film writer for Comics Gaming Magazine. And I'm I'm, I'm excited um, to talk about this movie with you. Um, Do you remember the first time you saw the movie? Or um, what's your history with it?
1: So my history with it is like, cuz Love and Blas- Basketball is essentially like one of the modern like classic black love stars especially yeah and, like yeah. In, like black cinema it's like one of the m- most popular examples of just like a good romantic just a romantic film in that genre yeah. but like uh when I saw it I think I might have caught it later cuz I didn't catch it when it came out cuz when it came out I was only like a kid so i wouldn't have yeah. thought about it that much i think i might have watched it maybe when i was like 17 or 18 and i think i just caught it on tv like i think it was playing on like bet or something like that and i just ended up just watching the full movie and i remember liking it i like i remember liking it especially for like again romance is not my genre. i, I consider myself uh romantically illiterate uh yeah. <laughs> But it was still one where I still found it pretty effective, and I was still like, "Okay, like I'm digging the story," and I know that like I kind of I wouldn't say it fell out of favor, but there's jokes that like a lot of like people make about the movies that I'm like, "Yeah, some of this is a little silly," and some of it, and like the romance itself is a little bit toxic. Even rewatching it now, I'm like, some of the shit is. Just boils down to communication. But in the end of it all, like in terms of just like the actual filmmaking itself, it's a really damn good movie. Like it's honestly gotten better re watching it this time around as I've become more knowledgeable about film and just seeing these these performances. Like Sonal Lathan and Omar Epps, despite some of the shit that their characters be going through, their performances themselves and their chemistry together crackling, amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, I, this is definitely one of those movies that I feel like was always on. Yeah, like BET, TNT. Like, I feel like I saw this movie a lot when I was in high school because it was just one of those movies that just like was always on. Um, I remember, I feel like I had distinct memories of just like watching it on like Saturday afternoons during the summers, you know, with my sisters. And it was always just like, yeah. Like one of movies that like you kind of see from the middle, and so I don't think I really fully saw it um all the way through until like couple until like recently, um I think it was around the time when this movie got a Criterion or a little bit before the Criterion release um yeah, but like this movie kind of had a major um I think like reappraisal or kind of like major like renaissance in like around. I would say, like, in, like, Um, 2020-ish. I think it's when, like, Gina Prince-Bythewa, like, released her movie on Netflix, The Old Guard, which I think really brought her out. Like, I think that was kind of a a movie where a lot of people were like, oh, wait, we should, like, pay attention to her work. Um, And a lot of her movies kind of got, like, a, a big, like, reappraisal. And, like, not that she, like, hadn't gotten you know success or or praise before Mm -hmm. like acclaim like of course like you know beyond the lights is is another great movie um yeah i remember yeah when beyond the
1: lights came out that was like uh one of those ones that kind of went under the radar commercially but everyone who saw it is like no this is something you have to watch
0: yeah yeah um so but i i feel like you know around like the old guard coming out is when like people are like okay yeah like we really need to like go back and like Really look at her filmography. And I think Love and Basketball just like got really cemented as, I, I mean, I guess it always was. Um, but I guess like for me, like I guess like more like, you know, people who like didn't really grow up with the movie, I think that were like kind of went back and, and rewatched it. And of course, the Criterion mm-hmm. release like really helped it out as well just to like get more like, you know, because mm-hmm. like, like when you think of a movie like this, like with it being like a, it's a sports movie, it's a romance movie, it's, it's like, um it feels like it like i feel like if there, i were to tell my like family that like oh yeah like love basketball is like a major like classic now they would be like well no that's just like that basketball movie from that we used to watch all the time like mm-hmm. you know it kind of it didn't have like it didn't like come out with this like huge re- reputation it really had to grow yeah
1: is like it, yeah the like the reputation i would say is like it was always like kind of acknowledging like beloved by, like the black community but like I th- like outside of that like, in yeah, terms, like yeah yeah outside like obviously quote quote unquote like white mainstream media it wasn't really see like it was one of those ones that just kind of existed but never really paid attention to or if there was something else that came out that was similar to it like just right for example that people would just immediately compare it to that um yeah,
0: yeah. i mean but, i love yeah. just right um as a, i haven't as a... seen it i heard it's <laughs> it not bad it, you know it it's definitely a much more like conventional movie than Love and Basketball is and it's definitely much more of like of its era as like a you know post 2000s like romantic comedy whereas like this this I I mean of course this movie comes out in 2000 but like Love and Basketball feels very 90s in a very like endearing way um mm-hmm. okay and uh, I was just reading like um like, uh, Jennifer Spicewood, like she wanted to make this movie kind of like a, she goes to look at like a black one, Harry Met Sally. Um, and I, I really appreciated that she made that shout out because I love the structure of this movie. If it's like picking up in these like four different, I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but it feels like four quarters of their lives.
1: I completely <laughs> forgot that that was how they framed it. And it was yeah. such a clever trick to do. I was yeah. like, okay, I like this. Kind of, yeah, just going back and forth. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that this is her debut is very impressive.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's such a confident movie. It's so, has so much style to it. Like the characters are so, I think really like well-developed. And this movie is just like, it's romantic, but like the sports part of it is so exciting. And like, like you talk about like, yeah, like it's very like toxic and there's like kind of like bad communication. But to me, the conflict feels like very like credible and, and real and like the actors sell it and like the dialogue doesn't feel too heavy handed. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I will say that like it, like it like they do sell it for sure, but like the main thing I'm kind of gonna like I was saying this to myself as I'm watching, like re-watching it recently, and my I had three words that I kept saying, and that was Quincy ate shit. Because <laughs> really most of the most of it just kind of goes down to him just being an asshole for no reason. <laughs> like I get some of it is obviously him and like his father essentially um first off shout out Dennis Haysbert which that first scene like the scene when he's like kissing up on his mom and like they're having like that like family bonding scene together or whatever that that wig bro (laughs) that hair I couldn't take him all the way seriously because again all I think of Dennis Haysbert is just all state so that's not entirely his (laughs) fault but every time he came in with that wig, I'm like don't don't do that again (laughs) take that wig (laughs) off
0: Um Yeah, no. I mean, I I, I don't disagree about Quincy. And it's, it's funny, like I hadn't seen this movie in a couple of years, and I kind of forgot that like his career just kind of you know ends because of the injury, and like <laughs> the whole movie is just him kind of like reckoning with the fact that like he he doesn't get to play and she does, and it's such an such an interesting turn to the story. Is. Yeah,
1: like like I the thing is, it's just, again, I'm just going to, I'm going to make reference to these jokes and like, they are funny, but it doesn't take away from like, whatever <laughs> I said about like the quality of the movie. But like, yeah. I saw a thing that like, yeah, she like, so now Lathan was in love with this man. He couldn't give a fuck less. And it's not until he fumbled his own career and she was flourishing in hers that he comes back. Like, you know what? Maybe I'll, I'll roll up with you, you know, get a kid together. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, like, I don't know how I love Sonal Lathan. Um, she's like, I think she's such an underrated actress. And what did I see her in that I was like, oh, this is a movie that I'm like, um,
1: was it a uh, house helicopter group back?
0: <laughs> Probably, yeah. No, I, I think it was
1: like. She oh no that's not movie. her that's not her that's her i was getting yeah no, I, Angela no, Bassett.
0: it was um she made this movie in the 2000s called something new where it's like like her she's like dating um simon baker and it's like this like interracial romantic comedy and okay. i saw that in high school and i just like fell in love with Sonali And i just like tried to watch a lot of her movies um <laughs>
1: you know what's funny the first thing i ever saw her in was like the last thing that he, like it's the most on brand for me but it's the last thing in terms of her filmography and that's alien versus predator oh my god because yeah. <laughs> she's she's the full-on heroine in that movie like oh, she's she is. essentially oh, the wow. the character and yeah. she's good like she is good that movie's terrible but she's good in it um but uh yeah. Like if you look at like the rest of her filmography, when it's stuff like yeah, like Brown Sugar, this, the best man, like she's been in a lot of like the notable like quote like quote unquote black classics. And yeah. for me to watch her like the side the one sci-fi movie that she does is <laughs> just funny.
0: Very on brand. Um that's that's very funny. Um I so actually before we get more into the movie, I wanna talk to you about sports, like Yes. Do you like sports? Do you watch sports? Do you play sports? Like what's the so, what's the vibe?
1: My history with sports is more like I used to play sports as a kid. Like I played soccer. I played some baseball. Uh I tried basketball a little bit, but I have no hand eye coordination. Yeah. But the thing was that, like, for me, sports was never really all that big of an interest. All that went to my brother. My brother's the big sports guy. He's the one who can tell you, like, all the stats and, like, mm. watches, like, as many different sports as possible. So, like, And every time I talk to him, like, every time I, like, hit him up, he's usually busy working because he works with, like, the NBA and, like, social media aspects. Like, so he's busy doing his own thing. But yeah, uh yeah, I was never that big into sports, it was always for him, but I always absorbed like knowledge of basketball by osmosis, either through him, my dad, or just my Twitter feed, because <laughs> I have a lot of friends on Twitter who like talk about basketball on a regular basis or memes. I can that's the main thing. If you want to communicate something to me effectively, have it in a meme and I'll understand it <laughs> so. Yeah, so I'm always sports adjacent, but I was never super in it. In it, have yeah, you? Yeah. Are you like? Because I've never asked. Like, are you a big sports guy? I'm assuming. Like, even doing this, like, outside of like doing this whole sports. No, series, like, no. I so
0: gotcha. I, my whole thing is like I don't like sports, but I like sports movies. Okay, um, I respect and, that. Yeah, because like I I like you know I I find that sports movies can be are like very cinematic because like if, not only do you have the like. You know, the whole, like, sports, like, sim- like filming sports and stuff like that. But it's also just, like, you get such good, like, human drama from, like, the stakes of winning a game and, like, a lot of the interior stuff. And, like, with Love and Basketball, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of that gender stuff and a lot of, like, this, um like, I I, I find that sports movies give really good character studies. At- at least okay. the Really good ones. And... I also think that like sports movies really lend themselves to really strong romances because of that like there's so much at stake that like there's just already like compelling you know romantic elements to it and like there's always that like person on the sidelines cheering them on and um and yeah so I just I, I don't know why like I, I if I were to watch a game I get so I would say basketball and maybe hockey are the only games I could probably watch that like won't bore me to tears because like that's right- fair. They really like fast paced games (laughs) and there's like high, you know, like I love basketball and I would, I would go see a basketball game, like whenever, Mm -hmm. but like any other sport, I like, it just, drives me wild
1: i think the thing at least what i could tell is that like there's a difference between watching it on tv and like being there at an actual game where like the atmosphere feels very different because obviously like if you're just like watching on a screen you can kind of like be very detached from it and that's usually how i feel but if i'm at a game it could be a sport that i don't particularly have a major interest in but if i feel like the electricity of like the people who are around and i love it that's usually like how i get way more into it it's the same thing I do with like wrestling. I that that's how I understand it because it's the same. It applies by like the same rules, if anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, like wrestling. I think um, like I just watched um, uh, the Iron Claw, and like to me, I'm like wrestling. Like I, it's, I think it's entertaining, but again, it's the same thing. Just like I don't get the appeal, but like I like to see kind of like all the like the like human stuff around sports. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's, like, I was talking to my guest on the Jerry Maguire episode. I think there's just, like, an inherent, like, like romance to sports just because of, like, the passion that inspi- it inspires in people and, like, yeah. the way that the people get really invested in it. And, like, I think in real life, it's a little silly, but in a movie, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in it, you know. Um, and especially when it's something like, you know, like, watching... Um, You know, Monica and Quincy in this movie of just like how they're like, so their whole relationship is tied to basketball from a young age and just Mm -hmm. like the push and pull of their careers and their like romance to me just feels very um, like it just feels like that's something that feels very authentic to me and it feels very like real.
1: It um, does. Even, okay. even, like, the scene like early on, like, the first, first meeting, like, post-basketball game, when they're doing, like, when they have that, like, essentially pseudo-romance at the very beginning, where yeah. they're like, oh, you my girl now, and they, like, that kind of like, cheeky back and forth, that feels very real as it would be as a kid at that age where like you don't fully understand what romance is but you're just kind of emulating what your parents do because he's like oh my uh my mom drives with my dad so you gotta ride with me like that type of thing yeah
0: yeah um what are some of your favorite like scenes from the movie or like Lines that you really, I think, like stood out to you. Oh,
1: (laughs) there's one that made me laugh for like five minutes. Okay. Um, (laughs) It is, it's a a small, like, throwaway line, but essentially, it's when Gabrielle Union is there, who, who, like, I've forgot that she was even in this movie like as you're listing all the people i'm like it's a who's who of like every yeah. person i've ever had a crush on yeah. <laughs> um but like yeah she shows up and she gives uh so lathan the letter like asking to the school dance and it's like her and her friend they're staring at over as like look at that booty like i can look at all there some shit like that and i was like hey yo she's ahead of the curve in the discussions yeah <laughs> but no that like that had me cracking up um other than that i love the soundtrack because i know it it is a very 80s heavy soundtrack because like the first like three quarters of it are in the within the 80s i loved seeing like the styles the dancing um i liked even the play for your heart scene like at the very very end the climactic like game yeah um it is very very silly like if you were to take in like a real life context, it's very silly, but in the scene that's as emotionally charged as it is in the, within the context of the movie, that seems amazing. Yeah. And also, like when yeah. when he wins the game and he's like double or nothing, I'm like, yes, there it is. That, I, I love that. That's the way to declare the love. I. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to put it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I love. I love, like, the, the big game at the end of every sports movie um, or, like, the big match or, like, you know. Mm-hmm. But what I love about this movie is that, like, that doesn't happen because it's it, it's a different kind of big game, right? Like, it's not like, oh, she's going to have a big game and he has to, like, run to, like, go watch it. And that's how he shows that like, he supports her or whatever. So there's something stupid like that. Like, it's actually, like that like the, the big game of this movie is like between the two of them. And it like, it is, as you were saying, like emotionally charged and it's very like um it's so romantic the way he wins, but then also like, yeah, there's like double or nothing thing. And it just feels like it feels like the perfect way for them to like come together as a couple is like through, through basketball and through this, like semi-competitive, semi-romantic, um, Game and like that's amazing, mm-hmm. that, that that that's like the running thing throughout their whole lives together. Is like because like my favorite scene is the uh, like they're like strip basketball game. And oh,
1: that's it. when they're
0: in college. So that good.
1: Hot. <laughs> yeah, that like that, and even like the first time they actually hook up, I yeah. was like, oh, th- like th- like I said, this like the chemistry is actually crackling when you see them yeah. on screen. Like when they actually hook up, yeah. you're like holy. <laughs> I also read that
0: they, um, Omar Epps and Sonal Ethan were dating in real life when they made this movie. I don't know if that's true, but that's something that I saw on Wikipedia earlier and I was like, yeah, you can feel that, like, the chemistry was palpable between them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now that they are, like, you know, now that it's, they're good enough actors of course that, like, I don't, it's not they needed to be dating to have the chemistry, but, like, there was something, there's something something discharged about this movie and, and like, I, I, I feel like this movie is very special in terms of its chemistry and its like romance. I don't. Do you feel that way about it? Like it just feels um, different.
1: It Like it. It. It does. Like Because yeah. there's listen. There's been more than enough romantic comedies that we've seen, yeah. even like within this day and age of like where you look at the pair and you're like they don't have anything together. <laughs> like the first thing I think of is like you people, where like yeah. Jonah Hill and and um why am I playing on her name, God damn it. A Lauren London, have less than zero chemistry, and yeah. then to see something like this where it feels so real, that yeah, it, it's night and day, so like it it, it it helps if they like actually feel that thing in real life, but it's not a full on guarantee, because yeah, like right. the, the one thing I think of already is like, swapped away, <laughs> how like Madonna and Guy Ritchie have, uh, no, Guy Ritchie's not in it, but like the way he directs her you would think he hates her
0: <laughs> right
1: right right
0: yeah yeah i uh, um I, I i think it's interesting like i something that i really have thought about a lot during this during this podcast over the last year a couple of years is like what is chemistry like it's so hard to define and like i'm sure someone could watch this movie and think they have no chemistry i mean i don't know how that's possible but it's true because it's it's so subjective and it's kind of like how you respond to the characters and, and like um, but yeah, there's just something about, and like, I think it's because like their, their competitiveness with each other also adds an extra element of like, you know, that kind of like sexual attention. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Like, Cause even if it, like every time that they show them in the middle of the game, you already know that like in the back of their mind, they're really thinking about the other person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely that. And like, this is the, a classic case of like yeah, the basketball scenes are like sex scenes, you know, and then they also have real sex scenes.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, um, yeah. I love it. the movie promoting safe sex scenes, like, before they do anything, like, let me go get the condom right quick. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> that, that was a cute little nod to, like, yeah, like, uh, I don't did you ever watch Insecure with uh, Issa
1: Rae? I've watched maybe, like, two episodes. I, w- I wish I watched it when it was airing, because, like, The wars that would happen on my timeline every episode were hilarious, but yeah, Yeah, I wish I I watched more of it at the time, but no, I haven't watched that many of it. The reason why I bring
0: it up is like, um, that there was like a couple, I remember there was like a major thing with because like they had this movie had like sex scenes or the show had like a lot of sex scenes, but like they didn't know a show like them reaching for like protection, Mm -hmm. and um, it was the first time I ever really noticed like when characters do or don't and to me like i don't care like i can just pretend that like whatever like it doesn't matter like if if the show's going to do a pregnancy storyline or whatever it will mm-hmm. but like it to me it's like it's not important to show it or not but like because like that was like the that was like such i mean you're talking about fights on the on the timeline about insecure like to me that was one of the major ones of like oh my god like they're not promoting safe sex and whatever and yeah. um but the people are like oh who cares like it's a show like it's you know like it's not important to the story or whatever um but it's just
1: sometimes different people kind of focus more on different things so some people is going to be like oh why isn't this like focusing on this yeah, other people yeah, like, Who cares? Exactly. blah 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 you know i feel you i feel you
0: but it definitely was it was i, I forgot that they showed him they showed omar Epps do that in love and basketball because i thought that was like a it was an interesting choice to to you know to do that and like have that be you know
1: it's very like it like it could be see, like you know in another director's hand it could be like something random and innocuous, but it feels pretty, yeah. it like it's weird to say that it feels sweet but it does it
0: does you know i i think it does too i i I can't quite explain it and i i think you're right because like. You know, Gina Prince-Bythewood, like, she is such an... I, I think she's such an incredible filmmaker. Um, like, I love The Woman King. I think that's, like... Oh,
1: if, Woman King is one of my favorite movies. It uh, came out, what, last
0: year? It came out, like, yeah, at 20... 2022. Yeah, 2022. yeah, yeah. I
1: forget we're at 24 now. But, I <laughs> uh, yeah, in 2022, that was... I believe it was in my top 10, if anything. Yeah. I adored it.
0: And... Uh, yeah and like i i would say like between like this movie and the woman king and beyond the lights are like her three like major masterpieces and um i find it's because she's such a strong director of like characters and like she's a very like considering like her movies are like our action movies or like sports movies or like you know music movies like they're actually very like character based like i found like the like one thing I love about the woman King is like how strongly I felt the relationship between all the characters, like even like the, like like the romance, you know, that doesn't, it's like not the central part of the movie, but even that felt like real to me or felt like Mm -hmm. very like well handled. And I think she is like, she does a really good job of like creating this very like complicated character dynamics that, are always like shifting. Um, Like even in Love and Basketball, like the relationship between Afi Woodard and Sonali Thin just feels like, it's not just your typical like disapproving mother role. Like it feels very like unique and interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. it's not like yeah, I, I never believed in you like that type of like the stock character yeah. but like alfred woodard who is again one of the best actresses yeah. ever i'll say like ever ever yeah. she it, it, like in her like she doesn't have that much to do in the film but every but she makes sure that like every scene she's in that you feel that presence whether it's just yeah like if it's sm- a small thing like just her being disapproving of just, hey, like, stop doing all this. Maybe you should, like, maybe get, uh like, look nice or something for your prom or get a couple dresses or something like that. But, like, that big confrontation, God, that actually, like, I felt those emotions. I almost cried legit as she's talking about, like, listen, I had you and I had your sister. And, yes, I had some dreams, but I made sure that, like, I wanted to make sure that you girls were loved and doing all, like, I... I, I loved it like she's so good in that film man
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's um god yeah Alfie, Woodard is is it is so great and, yeah like she doesn't need a lot of screen time and I think even like beyond just like her performance I, I feel like what's so um what's so interesting is that like their dynamic is like it does it's it just doesn't feel like a cliche like even like her like it's not Leithan's relationship but with her mother and her parents. It's like it's like she's I, I think the line is like, "I never watched you like stand up for yourself or something." And to me, that's mm-hmm. like
1: that was the main thing. That's like, more. Yeah, she, yeah. You, like yeah. you saw her father like iron his clothes and cook him dinner, but she had a dream to be like a caterer.
0: Yeah. And like, I find that to be such an interesting way to look at it because again, it's not just like, "Oh, mom," like I'm cool and sporty and you're like, you know, weak and feminine, but it's just like this thing of like, um, it just feels more complicated than that. And it also like feels it comes from a place of like love and respect and like affection and just being Mm -hmm. like, rather than just like, you know, clashing mother daughter. It's like every movie about a woman athlete has the disapproving mother. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or most of them do. (laughs) So, um, yeah, this, this one felt very like, um, Mm three-dimensional
1: and then in contrast to like Quincy's parents where that whole thing like man that whole situation with just um Dennis Haysbert like going like hey uh (laughs) I got this whole situation you know a girl claiming she I might be her baby daddy but it's not true and just lying to his face (laughs) I like I'm gonna make another joke here but like the the moment he showed up in the first scene I knew that man was trifling (laughs) immediately
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man that is super yeah
1: but like Um... he's also But again you don't because we make all the jokes about like him being the insurance guy but like when you see him like when he's actually acting he's like, he is a great fatherly presence, like, no matter what, even if he's do- doing all the scummy shit. And he says that speech to his son and, like, listen, you're better than, uh, like, you're better player than I ever was. That felt real, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Again, it, it's, like, it's, it takes, like, a cliche kind of premise, but then makes it more rich, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not just, like, oh, he's, like, a you know, a... I mean, he's not a deadbeat dad, but he's not. It's not just he's like that bad, daddy. he's not a
1: deadbeat, but he kind of again, yeah, this <laughs> kind of habit, it's hereditary, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but it still feels like there's a level of like, like it just comes from a different place and just like malice or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I found it so funny to see Tyre Banks in this movie just yeah. because, <laughs> like. She's tired of being so like. I, I mean, I know she acted around this time, but like, but like, she was already
1: I, like a superstar at this point. And in terms okay, of like that was a question. I wasn't. I I wasn't sure like how famous she was because she was already fairly big. But like at this point, I want to say, was, yeah. Um, Cause yeah, she was on yeah. I'm looking sorry, looking at the Wikipedia right quick. Yeah, in her first runway season, she booked 25 shows in the 1991 Paris. Week. So yeah, this is already like nine years into her fashion career. So she had already come into acting. I'm pretty sure she had already been on Fresh Prince at this point. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, she was already so yeah. For her to show up, and it's a, she's in it for. Like, barely, five like, five, yeah. ten minutes, really there to establish, like, the the conflict for the fourth quarter, saying, like, hey, hi, I'm a fiancé, and then leaves. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, there's not even any, like, conflict there. Like, I mean, there is between, like, Monica and Quincy, but it's not like she's, like, oh, like, this is your ex, why she's still, you know, like, there's, like, no drama there. Mm-hmm. Which I found to be refreshing, actually. I'm like, yeah, because
1: oh, they could have went like the easy, like oh, they have a cat fight type oh thing. Oh my
0: god! Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> exactly. It would have been overprincy of all people. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I feel like that's such a like. Um, like, if this movie were made today, that'd be such a Paula Patton role. Yeah,
1: because the thing is, she's not a bad woman at all. She's just yeah. a woman She uh, he just happened to fall in love with at the time. Cause yeah. Because there's a huge time jump between quarters three and four. It's like, what, five years or so? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, obviously and... people made different connections and stuff. So, th- I'm glad that they didn't just, like, villainize her out of nowhere. Like, a weird character turn. I, uh,
0: yeah, and I, I also love the thing of, like, and Monica goes to work for a bank. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that is so like 90s to be like, yeah, I'm just gonna like work for a bank. Like, right now, you could not get a job at a bank if you, unless you like, I don't know, like had like banking experience. Like, it's just so funny. But um,
1: also, I forgot. Yeah, this is like years before the WNBA actually yeah, showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that made me realize I'm like, oh, wow, it's been, it's that new of a thing that like, the WNBA was created within my lifetime, which is weird to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, you know what? I, I, I didn't think of that, but it felt, it's really, for some reason, I thought the WNBA was like created like the 70s or the 60s.
1: I was thinking like late 80s the yeah. most, but wow. not 96. Like literally the first season was in 1997.
0: Yeah, you know, I always feel bad because like I've heard like it's really hard for like WNBA teams because like. This, it's low attendance compared to the NBA, mm-hmm. but
1: like, it, like it historically, yes. But honestly, within like the last, I want to say two years, if anything, like maybe the last year alone, it's gotten so much more popular. Oh, really? Just because uh, it helped it like the college, like college basketball was very, very popular. Women's college basketball, and even in Toronto, um, there was just an exhibition game for the WNBA. Like this is the first time they've ever played in Toronto and they sold out so fast that like the demand is there. And like the audience is there. Like it, I think it's just been in the last, like, yeah, I want to say like two years or so that like, it's just gotten bigger. And I'm honestly very, very glad for it. Cause they're, those women are way too talented to be like getting like the shrugs that they were getting back. In yeah.
0: The day. Yeah. Um, I mean, look—we saw in this movie the woman is much more talented.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: um, you know, I, I was reading a, like a—I was reading a review of the movie, um, and uh, it was talking about how, um, like the way, like Gina prince the way she films Sanaa Lathan is like a really refreshing view of like female athletics. Mm -hmm. and just like it's very lovingly captured like it reminded me a bit of uh like the first wonder woman wonder woman movie or um even like even like barbie of just like how like these like women filmmakers like they frame their like these leads in in ways that are like very like powerful and um beautiful and glamorous but not in like a not like a like male gaze leery yes kind of okay
1: way. yeah i um, think yeah that's where i thought you were leading to and i think yeah that i definitely agree because like obviously the one scene where you see her as like quote-unquote like feminine quote-unquote is like yeah. again the school dance scene yeah. but like she's still a very feminine character while not like losing any like agency. yeah like exactly
0: like it, it's it, like like if you go if you look at a movie like you know um, um i don't know like uh whip it or like one of those like movies about like what like you know women who are athletes it's like it's often like this like either or thing or even like she's the man which is like a movie that we i covered on this in this mini series it's like very much like yeah you're like either a like ball gown wearing debutante ball type girl or you're a soccer girl and like the whole, like, thing is, like, how do you reconcile the two? But I feel like in Love and Basketball, like, um, it's, like, doesn't really, like, it's a theme in the movie of how, like, you know, her character is treated the way because of, like, how she acts on the court and stuff. But Mm -hmm. it's it's not that the movie is, like, judging her for anything or is, is, like, the way, like, Monica is always framed in, like, such a, like, loving and, like, admiring lens and like yeah it's like I mean Sinat Leitha's performance is also incredible and like the filmmaking is so incredible around her Um I found it to be just like a really unique way to like look at you know a woman athlete
1: yeah no I, honestly I don't know what else I could add because you literally just put it uh, <laughs> like to that point perfectly I yeah. will say though that like I just just remembered that one of my favorite scenes that I forgot to mention it was that for that little first person sequence where you get inside her head and you hear yeah. her mentality as she's playing the game in like the final minutes of that game i thought that was incredible because i didn't i was not expecting a scene like that uh i kind of wish there was like i want i wish there was a little bit more of that also i wish there was also like a conflicting thing from like um oh it's a, not conflicting but like a contrasting one with quincy's perspective if he does something like that but i kind of liked it in the sense that like with that scene that showing her like almost self-doubting her like she's motivating herself but also like has like a little bit of self-doubt because she co- obviously becomes more confident in her abilities as like the quarters past quote-unquote yeah um and I kind of wish, yeah, we had something like that where he starts, da- where again Quincy starts doubting himself, yeah. but early on he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm the man out here." That type of thing. <laughs> but uh, really, it is again, it's Monica's story, like explicitly. So yeah. I didn't really have that much of an issue with that.
0: Um, you know, I really liked. So, um, she has this line that I thought was so. Um interesting where she's like the next time like I, I think she says like how do i know the next time you're feeling neglected you're not gonna like st-? what did she say like
1: run like run around on run around
0: like on that. me or something i thought that was such a beautiful line because it's like um like it's like i think like the core conflict of this movie is like Quincy's ego is just like hurt by the fact that like she's a massively more talented player than he is and that like mm-hmm even though, like, if he didn't have his injury, he probably would have a better career than she did, just because of, like, you know, the end If he anyway. also didn't hey, leave was,
1: early. Like, <laughs> like WNBA, he tried to go pro yeah. in his, like, freshman year. on like, Right, right. Um,
0: <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Um, and so, like, I like that, like, that was, like, the central, like, theme of the movie, and that, like, that's really, like, his... And I think that's why he even, like, gets engaged to a woman, like, Tyra Banks' character. Like, She's fine. Like she seems like a nice person, but like she's also much more. I like she gives out the vibe that she's much more of like a like um, demure like wife. Like she'll be like a, a, yes. like a housewife to him. Whereas like the like the, sta- like the standard
1: know. housewife, like what I uh, think accuses uh, Alfred Woodard to be yeah. But like for real this time, yeah. <laughs> right. right?
0: <laughs> um, and so I think that like that's um. And I, I feel like he thinks he wants that, but I feel like he also like knows he like likes to be challenged by Monica, and that like at the end he it shows that he's like supporting her and like you know being a good dad and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, he grows.
1: It's like it's like what he says in college, like all like when all the girls are flirting with him, like listen, you the only one that I know is real.
0: Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the uh, music in the movie. Are there any like songs? that like really it i don't know i mean i know these songs just from this movie but like i don't think any of them really like i, I don't think i would heard any of them i mean the l- movie.
1: like the ones I in do. the i mean here's the thing the ones that are in the movie are like ones that i've heard my entire life whether it's it within this movie or okay. just sampled in other things so like again the, the main i want to say the first scene in the second quarter is MC Light's Light to Light as a Rock, which is like one of the biggest uh rap songs ever. Because I believe, if I remember, yeah, MC Light, yeah, she's the first woman to release uh like a first a female rapper to release like a full solo album. And so there was that, there's It Takes Two, which again, you've heard, I know you've heard It Takes Two like everywhere. At oh point. yeah,
0: yeah. That song for sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, um yeah, yeah.
1: Even like the the uh, what's it called? Um the sex scene when they play uh I believe it's this woman's work. That scene, that scene is iconic, like that song is iconic, I think, because of that. Like, I mean, it was before, but like that scene kind of uh helped it in terms of like a modern context. Yeah. But like I've heard so many of these songs over the years, even outside of it coming into the soundtrack, that like it was the ones I recognized before I realized, oh, this is from this
0: yeah yeah I'm just like it took me a while, like a long time, to get like cool with like music, so like a lot of these songs from this time period I just like just I just miss them completely. I feel you <laughs> <laughs> um oh, I also want to mention the <laughs> the cinematographer for this movie um has such an interesting career. Uh, I mean just looks- me with it what else have they done Okay so this is um his name is uh Ronaldo uh, Villalobos. Lobos um he's uh, a cinematographer for movies like Urban Cowboy 9 to 5 Risky Business um let's see what else do we have here Punchline Major League
1: Okay um,
0: <laughs> Bronx Tale Romy and <laughs> High School Reunion <laughs> Uh, not another teen movie, Joanna Man, Border Town. I mean, after that it kind of gets he did uh, apparently he did like a few episodes of Breaking Bad. Like oh it's a my wild God. career, but I'm like Romy and Michelle, looks great. Love and basketball looks great. You know, risky business looks great. Nine to five looks I mean like
1: it's, it's like it's, it's just it, like the genres are like a Bronx Tale and Love and Basketball is like two I know. diametrically opposed films. I know.
0: I mean, it, it's totally wild, but um, like I, I feel like he like, we, I feel like we don't really pay attention to, like, cinematography for, like, comedies, just because, like, a lot of them just have that, like, standard look of, like, oh, they just put the camera somewhere, and it's just, like, you know, people in the room, but I feel like this movie, and, like, Risky Business, of course, and, like, 9 to 5, like, they have, like, an interesting look, and, like, I really love some of the shots of this movie. There's, like, one scene towards the end where there's just like beautiful dissolve that goes from Quincy to Monica. I think it's like towards like the way end. Mm-hmm. I think like right after like she she starts working for the bank um and just like and just like the way that like um the like the basketball scenes are shot and like um like the like they like their strip basketball scene is so like. It's like so, they shoot it
1: incredibly, yeah. It's they shot do.
0: incredibly. Like it's so up close. It's so like you feel that tension. Um, they gives you a little bit of nudity just to get you know get everyone going. Like, <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, yeah. What's your take on Omar Epps? I feel like we haven't talked so much about him. <laughs> we
1: haven't talked too much about him. Uh, like I said, he I, like I as an him as an actor. I think he's a great actor. I think he's yeah. fantastic. Because there's a lot of things I've seen him in over the like. I just saw the Wood not too yeah, long ago. That's a really good movie. Really good. And the thing is, I didn't know that it was about Inklewood, and I had been in inkwood maybe three days before I watched that oh, movie. Wow. <laughs> um, but no, he's great there. Um, I like his little his opening scene in Scream too. I love it. Um, I used to watch him on House. Like he was one of those actors that he was always around things that, that I watched and enjoyed and stuff. Um, but here he, again, he's does a great performance as, like, just this cocky... Just essentially a cocky asshole who has to get humbled by life. Um, But, again, his character, he ain't shit, because every time he does something... Or, like, the main conflict in... in, I won't say the main conflict, but, like, the the reason the two of them kind of split off at the end of second quarter is because he was upset that he found out his father was cheating on him. And Monica couldn't be there because she had curfew, like she's like i have to go and he took it so personally that he's like oh she doesn't love me and i'm like that's such a weird zero to 100 way to go about it (laughs) so like that's why i'm so iffy on quincy on quincy's part as opposed to monica's like monica's i like i like full like almost wholeheartedly but she has a little bit of like the same like you can do better. I like there's times where I'm like, you can do better than this man because this man's not treating you right. Yeah. Um, but Quincy is one where I feel more conflicted about. But it's not like Omar Abs's fault. I think he's genuinely putting in like a, a fantastic performance in this.
0: I, I, it's. It, I think it's a tricky balancing act to like play a role like that where you're just kind of like this like whiny guy that like doesn't get what he wants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Essentially, yeah.
0: Excuse me, but yeah. then like also, <laughs> you're like this whiny guy, but then you also like are he's kind of like charming, and you like want him to get together, even though like he's so annoying. Um, and I, I, it's 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 tricky, and I, I think he pulls it off. Um, I also feel like that's such a like common conflict between men and women. Like, um, like I know I have female friends who like feel like they have to do like literally everything and Mm -hmm. um because if if they like drop the ball on like one thing then it's like the end of the world whereas like the guys like they're like husbands or whatever can like you know like like,
1: more they operate more carefree
0: yeah it's like i this one friend whose husband is like all he does is like go to work and go to the gym but then like she has to like take care of the kid and she works and she cooks uh he'll clean so he does clean but like Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm like, she has to do like five times more things than you do. And like, I don't know. It's just like, it's just the the dynamic. I think like men and women are both socialized to fall into that dynamic. And it's hard to break out of that. That's, you know what, when you you
1: put it like that, that makes sense. I, I, I I respect that.
0: Like, I feel like I, it's like, um, I said that with Quincy, it's like he, if, if if it were the other way around and he, like, had to choose between, like, his curfew and something in his personal life, and he chose his basketball career, like, no one would blink an eye, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, oh, it's his career, like, he has to focus on that, and, like, you know, he can't get in trouble because he'll, he'll lose his scholarship or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like, if she, if she can't balance everything, and then if she's, like, lesser than... But I see that like she doesn't really apologize for it. You know, or she doesn't, like, She's like, this is yeah. my career, and I would never make you choose.
1: It, that's That that I did like that she said that, that. I'm like, you're the only person who would understand how hard I'm trying to get at this because yeah. you're also trying to do the same thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, it, 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 it's hard. I mean, I can see both sides to it because it's like, you know, this is like something that I really need in my life versus like your I mean it's hard but like
1: but again I'm just like you could just like wait twenty four hours. Yeah right and you, like, things will still be all good.
0: Or like even like nine hours you could wait until like yeah. six a M the next morning. Like,
1: he like they will talk to they could talk to each other in the morning. Yeah.
0: Yeah it's not like he's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um it's just so yeah like I find that um Yeah, I find that this movie is just so fertile in terms of, like, you know, the way that its character dynamics are and just, like, the way that, um, like, how much gender plays, like, this is a movie, this movie is, to me, about gender and about, like, you know, a woman who is kind of breaking away from what is expected of her and succeeding at that and being respected for that at the end and, and um, yeah, and I feel like I just like it's takes someone with like Prince by like skill to mm-hmm. really make this movie as like funny and entertaining but also like thematically interesting thematically rich, and to like create this like Monica character who's so um powerful in like every sense of the word
1: mhm that's that's the thing the fact that like. Despite, like, again, despite my issues and, like, the little bit of toxicity, the fact that I was still rooting for them to get together in the end. <laughs> like, shout out to Gina Prince-Bythewood for, like, actually get, successfully turning me around on it. Because some places where around have been like, fuck no, I don't buy any of this.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I'm just looking to see what she's, what she's up to because I feel like she, her career is so interesting to me because I feel like it's, a lot of like um it's cause she she changes
1: genres she quite changes
0: a bit. Genres. I also feel like she's had a lot of canceled projects. Like was she I think she was gonna make like a Spider Man spin-off movie. That oh canceled. yes,
1: yes. She was the uh, what's it called, um, like silver and sable or whatever,
0: something like that. Yeah. And then wasn't there a sequel to the old guard that I don't think she's doing anymore? It's not
1: canceled. I don't think it's canceled, but like, I'm looking at it now. It's oh, it's oh but she's like not directing. Named, yeah, that's Victoria the problem.
0: Mahoney. So, I mean, <clears throat> I feel like she's someone like like the Woman King. I think was like uh, I'm just checking to see if its box office. Like
1: I'm angry about the Woman King because. Like it, one, it should have been a bigger movie. Like that should have yeah. had, like, because it had it made ninety seven million, yeah, uh, box office wise, and it sh- that should have been at least a triple digits. Um, yeah. Also, I thought it would get Oscar attention, but then it got completely fucking ignored. So I, mean, I I was angry about that too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I'm angry about that too, and I'm also angry because like there was such like you must remember that whole like nonsense like historical accuracy debate that yes. happened around it I, I, like, that i understand
1: not... because it is a very problematic thing to, to like to not t- to yeah. touch on essentially or like what well, they do but like in a not like in a way that's like oh slavery is they, they, they don't essentially wave your hand and go slavery is bad people that yeah type of yeah thing. but
0: i mean to me like what made the woman king so successful is that it felt like a very like you know, classical Hollywood, like you know, action epic from like the night. You know, it felt like Gladiator or like Ben. Hur- mm-hmm. You know, like one of those types where it's like, I don't care about historical accuracy with those movies because, like, to me, it's about like the feel of it and the atmosphere and the- and the performances and the action and like, you know, if I wanted to read the full story, I can go online and read it, which I did, and I was like, okay, I, I can see why. Like, I can always see why these changes are made because, like. You know, she wants to tell a certain type. She wants to explore a certain themes. So you kind of have to take some artistic license with it. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, I, I understand and I respect that. And I'm like, if she wanted to make a documentary, she would have. Uh, but um, I, I, I felt like that we really, really hurt the movie's box office a little. But um, yeah, I mean, I. It's also like. I feel like she's always just, like, at the cusp of really great success. Like, the old yeah. Guard, like, probably would have made more money if it had come out in theaters. Like, I think The Woman King should have made, like, at least $50 million more. Um, so I'm just kind of like, okay, what's, what's that movie that's just going to, like, break her through, you know? I don't yeah. To... <laughs> I,
1: I don't yeah, know honestly, I, I, I agree with that, and I kind of wish yeah, that she... Like, again at least four of these movies should have been much bigger. Yeah, like,
0: I can't... Like, yeah, Love and Basketball, of course, like, um Young Lights, The Woman King, The Old Guard, like, yeah, these are really great movies that I'm like, all right, come on, America, let's let's, let's get it.
1: <laughs> Where you at? Why you catching, like, why you not catching up yet?
0: <laughs> I even liked... Okay, she made this movie The Secret Life of Bees, with, I like,
1: forgot that movie existed.
0: Queen Latifah and Jennifer Hudson, and Alicia Keys, and uh, I think it's Dakota Fanning. Yeah, yes, Dakota it. Fanning. Um, I, I saw that movie in theaters when it came out because I was a big, I, I still am, but I, I love Queen Latifah, so mm. I got to see this movie. And I, you know, Jennifer Hudson also was like huge at the time, I and mean, she still is. We love Jennifer Hudson, but like, yes, I, is, like, absolutely. Listen she, listen,
1: she got the EGOT. She's a legend out here
0: yeah yeah but this is like pink jennifer hudson era i was like she just like won the oscar for dream girls and i was like oh my god you know
1: oh so she was yeah she was like on fire on fire i got, got yeah, you yeah.
0: <laughs> um and it's, it's it's a cute movie i mean it's like you know it's like a i think it's like a ya novel or like a, a teen novel but um it's like based off a teen novel so it's a kind of like cliche and like simple they're, mm-hmm. like, simplistic, but um, it's, it's really good performance. Again, like, she's really good with actors, you know. Do you have any final thoughts on Love and Basketball on... Do you know Prince Picewood on the actors or anything you want to bring up before we start to finish up here?
1: Honestly, there's nothing I can. Say. I feel like I touched on a little bit of everything that I wanted to yeah. kind of bring up without. So like anything that I can't really think of anything without repeating myself from before. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, just I really like. I liked the movie when I first saw it, but now like this time I think it's just much. I liked it so much more this time around. um so Lathan and Omar Epps, like the chemistry is incredible, and in it. like it, it's it, it's held the test of time, like almost twenty some uh, over twenty some years later. Um, yeah. yeah, like listen, yeah. I'll lovingly roast this movie for some of the silliness of the, and the the toxicity, right, like right. the like the in story toxicity, but like as it stands, it is just a really good love story. It's yeah. a re- it's a really refreshing love story.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree and um I I recommend people check it out for the first time or again. It's on Paramount Plus right now. Um the Criterion Blu-ray is amazing. I mean, a lot of great features, it looks great. So, uh this is a movie that deserves that deserves to be revisited over and over cuz it's, it's it's just a really good like entertaining romantic comedy, uh, romantic mm-hmm. drama, like it's just so it's so well done on every level. Um Shaq, thanks so much for, for coming on the podcast again. Please let the listeners know where they can find you, what you're working on, anything you'd like to share.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, you could find me on pretty much every bit of social media at Shaq Excellence. as S-H-A-K Excellence. So I'm talking Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, uh, Twitch. I, started, uh, I only just recently started getting back into streaming games and stuff. Uh, I mostly review films over at... Comics Gaming Magazine. So that's cgmagonline.com. And I review as many of the big new releases as I can. Um, I don't, <laughs> our podcast, I will keep saying it's on an extended hiatus because our lives are all different. But like, I'm always proud to promote sequels. That's S E E Q U E L S. You can find that anywhere yeah, in the people. podcast. It is still one of my favorite things I've ever done. I yeah. will continue to sing that to my dying day. Um, yeah, that's pretty much everywhere you can find me. Uh, oh yeah.
0: Awesome. Yes. You can find me on Twitter at Vertigay3and4 and also follow the podcast at You. Pod Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Um, we're wrapping up the, the sports romance miniseries with the aforementioned Just Rice right, starring King Tifa, and common. Um, I like that movie a lot. I love King FIFA, and it's a good way to end this miniseries with this kind of another, another really cute and, and fun, entertaining basketball movie um, so <laughs> the
1: more the that. more comedic side of love and basketball
0: yeah movie. yeah definitely it's more it's like it's funnier it's more cliche it's more like you know Hollywoody. y um, but all around a good time with uh, with the Queen and, and you know my, my fave Paula Patton so look <laughs> out for that um, and yeah thank you Shaq and thanks for listening
1: thank you thank you